I'm glad you've joined us today because it's time to take the leap. You're tuned into the podcast aimed at escaping the matrix and reconnecting to inner knowing on this path to self-actualization. Family, if you are coming back, thank you so much for rejoining us again. And if it's your first time, then I'd definitely like to welcome you. If you haven't already heard, I'm Shay, and it's a privilege to share this journey of transformation and discovery with you. Twice a week, we're peeling back new layers of the onion despite smiles, tears, or fears. And while on my own path, I get a kick out of working with people to question the answers in their own life experiences and make transformations. We get an opportunity to vibe for a moment, but later you can pop over to the Facebook community to continue this conversation and others and share your thoughts on today's topic as well as topics we've talked about in the past. Now, at the end of the episode, I'll actually provide you more details, okay, about how to join that group. You know, Shay loves the kids, and my own kids have taught me so much over the years. So today I wanna talk about parenting and teaching kids to be resilient. And even though we're using the term parenting, there are adults who are in positions of authority or who assume um, the title of a role model who may not be parents, right? But parents can also assume positions of authority and be role models for the children inside and outside of their homes. So we'll just talk about adults and how they can support uh, children in developing resilience as they grow. Um, Parents are the first example of love and protection and validation. And I remember Chris Rock Uh, having a set where he talked about you know in the family home that's that was the place of safety the place of love where it was guaranteed that someone would be caring about you right of course it was in a joking way but he compared that to you know once you leave outside of this home nobody really cares right and it kind of goes into a post I saw someone said um You know, it's interesting how people can completely try to destroy someone or destroy someone and have no feelings about it. And I think it's hard to say whether people have feelings associated with that type of behavior, right? If they didn't, then we wouldn't have that phrase, hurt people, hurt people. So sometimes people are even doing it um, unintentionally. There's some things that they've been conditioned with or, you know, there's different experiences they have not been exposed to. And so a lot of times we are just role playing and assuming the roles um, that we already see modeled in our everyday life. So I think it's important to understand that. And I think it's important to first cultivate the idea of self-love and self-care and resilience in the home, right? Because even if whether you homeschool or kids are going to private school or public school, there's still a time where the children are, are home with some type of caregiver or in some type of space where caregiving is happening for the child before school is um, ever introduced, right? And so we wanna take advantage of those um, early years as well. If you choose to homeschool, you can maintain a safe space for the family to exercise free will and explore their curiosities in a more like consistent environment, but it's still a good idea since they're not being exposed to many different personalities and values. Um, 
they they need that connection they still need that connection right and which those connections can be guided and selected um, when kids start school they're exposed to many different things right uh, different families or other families with um, maybe the same values or different values but these are where new ideas can be introduced and it can be um, advantageous for them to already have a way to exercise resilience because as we know life is just a bunch of ups and downs right and so during those stressful stressful moments once be able to know that it's very specific and um it's very temporary as well um connections are indeed important uh, but school isn't the only way to create them either kids can connect with others in virtual settings which safety and monitoring is advised um, through organized or intramural sports, community activities, and even being of service to others in the neighborhood or other shared spaces. So with that said, um, it's important that kids have a positive self-view and parents or adults in leadership roles can help in a few ways. Give children an opportunity to problem solve, right? It's very natural for us to want to protect ourselves that's how our brain is built right to protect us and so it's very natural for us to want to protect our children as well but there are a lot of things that they're capable of and so um, rather than solving problems for them we can pause a moment and give them an opportunity and maybe guide them through solving some of their problems even before they can even speak right maybe they dropped a toy or um maybe they are being introduced to eating with utensils, right? If you just watch and observe them for a while, they will definitely try to um, overcome the obstacle that is before them. So affirming their ability to like come up with resolutions and explain that they're building strength to overcome and manage obstacles throughout their life experiences, right? I mean, there's different levels. What do they say? New levels, new devils, and there's different levels, right? Just like um, if we are going to school and you have the kindergarten, first grade, right? There's this promotion to the next level and such is life, right? So this is a process that can help children trust themselves and trust their abilities as well with loving and safe support. Hardships can cause varying amounts of stress and managing less intense incidents it helps with building resilience, um, says, you know, he that is faithful in little is faithful in much, and this would be no different. A lot of parents worry about children being bullied or assuming behaviors from other kids, taking on those behaviors with uh, that may have different values, and a positive self-view helps children be confident in their identity and their unique connection to the people and environment around them. Um, parents and other influential adults can also help children understand that hardship is temporary and a future beyond the current situation can turn out to be more pleasant, um, can be more balanced, even if it's not the result that we um, originally imagined, okay? So helping children sort what is in their control and what isn't is another way to help them build their resilience. An optimistic and a balanced outlook can enable children to see the good things in life and keep going even when pressure builds up and it seems like it's just too overwhelming. And it's important that, um, like if we're talking about school-age children, 
then you can talk about history, right? And how knowing the past can help with navigating the present, right? And we can talk about history repeating itself and building resilience by pointing out those um, that life moves forward even after unfavorable events. Um, with that said, self-care can become a real, real, real time support. Okay, basic self-care like nutrition, um, body movement, and proper rest help children stay balanced. They definitely need time to have fun, which means it's going to be separate from the rest time. And uh, they'll have the ability to participate in activities that they actually enjoy to help manage their stress, right? And so helping them understand that filling their cup, it's crucial to being able to give and to help others. Um, there's definitely a balance to that as well. I, I talk about that a lot with some adults because um, receiving too much, right, can be viewed as a form of greed, but also giving too much um, puts us in that state of martyrdom and it can be very draining to where we end up in a position feeling like we don't have very much to give, right? And so we kind of get stressed and pooped out and it's easier to give up. It makes it more difficult um, to see that this is temporary and that something can change in the future, even if we don't know exactly what that is. So exploring hobbies and activities um, is a great way to manage stress and it's a good idea as well. It could be used in many different ways. Um, you might encourage your child to write about their stress like a story but change the ending to something they find more ideal if they're able to read and write. Um, you can do the same thing with um, art. And, and now you're able to look into art therapy as well. Um, some facilities do offer that. And these type of activities, they can be used to explore goals as well. But if you're using it for stress relief, like reserve a different time for those teaching moments because again it could be very exhausting even we get exhausted with all the modalities that are available um all the suggestions all the ideas all of the exercises right so definitely when it's a time uh for self-care let it be a time for self-care it's okay to take breaks and those are just as important as doing the work um transitions can change i'm sorry transitions and change um, it can be stressful. Change management is stressful. For adults, it's stressful. So it's definitely a stress point for children, right? There can be that old adage of staying in a children's place or not thinking that children have to manage um, the intensity of stress that we do. But again, it's just managed on their level. It's felt on their level it doesn't mean that they don't feel it right so it's important to recognize that they are feeling stress and something as basic as establishing a routine with times and uh, specified spaces for certain activities can help with creating structure as well um, being able to anticipate what the schedule of the day is going to be like because emotions are something that can change right and so it can open up conversation. Like, I know that we have to do this, but I'm feeling very stressed. And parents and adults, um, like, I guess if you're talking about school, I'm trying to think about the environment, but there's various forms of disciplinary strategies, right? 
And so it's crucial that the space that you're using for uh, disciplinary strategies is not the same spaces that you use for a reward. Um, one of the examples I could think of off the top of my head is like a kid's bedroom. If it's set up with TV or gaming systems and things of that sort, it's a place for them to go and have that uh, release of stress, right? So then it could be confusing if you're using that same space as like timeout or let's just say um, reading as a punishment, right? Again, everyone's different, so you have to choose what's right for you. But those things can be confusing to a child. And feelings can change in intensity at any time. So it could be important to develop a backup system that allows for a little bit more flexibility or uh, design a way that the child can opt out like a pass for the day or a pass for 15 minutes. Um, I say with the pass, because some people think, oh, it's getting off easy, but consider it the same as requesting a mental health day away from work if you've ever done that, or taking a, a, a vacation day to make a three-day weekend for yourself. Think of it the same way. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a whole day. It could be just for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, just to have that break in that stressful moment and break the momentum a little bit. Um, I mean, don't forget to help children understand that change is a part of life. Sometimes we forget that as well. Um, it's not always gonna be something that feels fair to us, the changes. It's not always gonna feel balanced. And sometimes it's gonna cause a shift with the goals and the plans that we already established or whatever the process is to reach them, right? So you can also include conversation about increased levels of responsibility. Right. As kids grow older, they do develop more responsibility and that can be part of the conversation as far as change and transitions go. Um, you can help them detail pros and cons of uh, getting increased responsibilities or uh, navigating the changes that that are being discussed and coming up. And you can help them identify what's going well. Because a lot of the times when we look at change, when we look at transition, it's so easy for us to identify the negatives, right? And so it's important to create that balance by having the opportunity to also point out, well, what's going well with this situation as we move through this transition, right? Um, we could definitely take this a little further and definitely get deeper into the conversation but I think it's a good idea to move the conversation to our Facebook community for some interactive conversation. Um, I do want to close the conversation here and keep it short and sweet. So I encourage you to remember that resilience is definitely an individual journey. Okay. Everyone has different tools and working with children can help us sharpen our own as well. Um, sometimes we can identify uh, some things that we may want to change or that we may want to work on as we work with our children. And it definitely gives us quality time that we can spend with them and an opportunity to kind of peer inside their world and get to know them a little bit more as well. Because it's important that um, we have tools, right, that our kids or children around us that we have access to are able to see and they're able to um, role play and mimic those things. But it's also important that we help them point out their own. Um, in, in a lot of cases, you know, getting from point A to point B 
can have more than one option. It doesn't have to be just one way. And with our unique thinking patterns and our unique personalities, then it's very helpful for a child to feel affirmed in who they are and their presentation uh, to the world. So again, I would like you to, if you're interested in more conversation, take a look at the pilot group on Facebook. We're still collecting members and I definitely hope that you're gonna be one of them. Um, It's free to join and open to everyone. Um, But there are guidelines that you must agree to when you are joining the group. It is a private group, so it can only be seen by what's being posted can only be seen by the members. Um, And then who's a member of the group can only be seen by the members. But you're able to search the group. It's take the leap. You can also connect with me on Facebook Messenger if you have any questions or um, you're not able to find the group and you would like to receive the link to join, I would be glad to send that to you. Um, And like I said, answer some basic questions about the group to help you decide if it's something that you're interested in. Uh, Please commit to being honest. That's gonna be one of the key things with the group. Um, Being honest with yourself and comfortable being transparent if you decide to pop into the group. Um, Although I want it to be a safe environment Uh, where no one needs to insult the other and there's a lot of different ideologies, um, opinions that can come together, you know, want it to be a productive space. So just remember that. Uh, You can search the group to join, but like I said, only members can see and participate in the extended conversations going on there. Um, You can find me on Facebook and with Facebook Messenger as Shay Tostin. S-H-E-A-T-O-S-T-O-N. And that's T as in Tom, O-S as in Sam, T as in Tom, O-N as in Nancy. I'm definitely looking forward to talking about resilience and how you help the young ones in your reach. I can never thank you enough for taking the leap with me every single week, a couple of times a week, okay? So join us in a couple of days for another stepping stone to connect with self and access the knowledge we're born with to navigate our journeys to self-actualization. Until we meet again at the same time, same station.